Hi, everyone. My name is Julia, and I'm one of the hosts of the Runways and Byways Travel podcast. And I'm just popping in here before the episode starts to give you a little update. So our next episode following this episode is supposed to come out on August 22nd, but unfortunately, we're going to have to skip that episode. So our next episode will come out on September 5th. And it will probably go as planned, but we'll definitely keep you updated. So check our social media. I will be posting updates on there if anything happens. But if I don't post anything, then you can expect our next episode on September 5th. And I thank you guys so much for listening as usual. And I really hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, everyone. My name is Julia. And I'm Katie. And we're the hosts of the Runways and Byways Travel Podcast. So if you listened to the last episode, you know that I just got back from my baby moon to the Bahamas, Mexico, and Honduras. So we are going to be talking about my baby moon today, not specifically the destinations, but more so the whole experience. And then we will have an episode about those destinations. So if you really want to hear about those, stick around. But we really wanted to discuss what it's like to go on a baby moon for anyone that's interested. Katie, do you have any anything to throw in there? Um, I'm just really excited because I just love everything having to do with pregnancy and traveling. And I think this is a really good podcast idea for those who are considering baby moons, because I just think women who are pregnant tend to, you know, be curious about these kind of things and worry and just want to make sure it's right for them. So I feel like this could be really good for them because you're the type of person who's very like logical and thinks things through, but also wants to like have fun and travel. So I think it, for other people who are the same way, which I think a lot of pregnant women are that also type of way where they want to kind of have a balance of both. So we could probably give some really good advice for them. Yeah, that is a really good point. Going into it, I was pretty nervous and we could get into that. But I think it, it is a scary thing planning a baby moon because there's just so many factors that go into it. So many things that could go wrong that a typical person just wouldn't have to deal with. So, I mean, I'll I'll definitely get more into that when we talk about that but that's a really good point that like it is more of an ordeal I guess you could say mm-hmm. yeah so Which I guess a lot of things relating to like pregnancy and motherhood like you just have to kind of over prepare and really think things through before doing anything yeah it should especially with the baby moon and I'm sure I'm going to realize that with just every aspect of pregnancy going through things I'm already starting to realize that and it's hard yeah but we will get into all of that soon. Yeah. And as a warning, I'm sure some of you may have already picked up on it, but I am a little sick right now. So I'm going to push through the episode. I can, I'm feeling a lot better, but I'm not as bad as I sound. But if I cough, if I sneeze, I'm sorry. We're going to work through it. Mm. And that's all I have to say. So unless you have anything else to say, do you want to get into the trivia question? I'm ready. So the trivia question for this week, it's not really relating to countries, but I just want to switch it up a little bit. Um, You're probably going to get mad at me, but I just think it's an interesting little tidbit. (laughs) Yeah, you probably will. So the question that I picked today has to do all about baby moons, because I just feel like when do I get a chance to ask a question about baby moons on this podcast? Never. So I'm going to choose to do that today. So (laughs) I just thought this was interesting. So the question is, in what movie movie did the term baby moon become popular? Uh, you know, I don't know movies. But... I don't know if you know this movie, but I'm sure I've, uh, other people out there might know it. 
and have watched it. I just thought it was an interesting question because like we just say baby moon, but like it's kind of a recent thing. Like you didn't really have baby moons in like 50, 67. You know what I mean? I didn't know it came from a movie, actually. I just thought it was kind of a spin on Honeymoon. Right, but then they popularized it in this movie, and then everyone started calling it that. But before that, it was just kind of like a trip you take. Like, you you just didn't have a name for it. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. That is very interesting. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought. I was like, oh, I just thought it was just like a thing, but obviously it had to come from somewhere. I know I'm not going to get it, but that is, I'm interested to hear the answer at the end. Mm -hmm. Huh. The more you know. Yeah. All right. So stick around if you want to hear that. And if you don't want to hear that, still stick around because we have other stuff <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> so Katie, I know you have a lot of questions about my mm-hmm. cruise and my baby moon experience to give everyone an idea. Like I said before, I'm, or did I say this before? I don't know, but I went on a cruise and the cruise went to all those destinations that I said before. So mm-hmm. it was a baby moon cruise. So with that being said, Katie, I know you had some questions. Yes. So To start it off with, my first question is, what made you want to have a baby moon slash were you considering not having one? So kind of like what was your thought process with even having one or not? So it's actually a strange answer answer to this question. It's not really, definitely not the answer that you're looking for. But I mean, of course, before getting pregnant, I was considering having a baby moon. I always thought it was a really cool concept and I just love traveling. So I would, of course, want a baby moon. But this baby moon was actually planned before I knew I was pregnant. Mm. So we had to kind of fit it to my pregnancy when I found out I was pregnant and say, can we do this or or should we cancel? Mm. So I actually planned this trip a week before I found mm. out I was pregnant. Mm. Yes. Wow. So kind of weird timing. And I did have a sneaking suspicion that I was pregnant when we were planning it, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure yet. I still had no positive tests. It was too early to tell. I just kind of thought I was. So it was in the back of my mind when we chose the destinations and all that. And it was not the perfect trip for a pregnant person. And I could get into that when we talk about the destinations, but I made it work. I spoke to my OB. So there was not too much planning necessarily involved for me in terms of planning around my pregnancy, because like I said, it it was before I was pregnant. But if you're going into this and you are trying to plan a baby moon, I would say definitely talk to your OB, make sure that where you're going is safe for you to go. And just really think about your energy levels and how you're feeling and how you think you may be feeling at that time, because it is a lot to take on. This was a very active trip for me specifically and I was able to handle it but if I had gone a week later even like this week I don't think I would have been able to handle it wow so you just gotta think about when you're traveling second trimester is best to travel Mm. for baby moons so that's just something to keep in mind but definitely wherever you're going do your research talk to your OB because that is a problem I ran into a bit Honduras is not the safest place to go for pregnant people And so I had to speak to my OB about it because there are mosquito-borne illnesses like malaria and those, those things can affect the baby. Mm. So I had already had the trip planned. I was like, what do I do? So I spoke to my OB. She said Bahamas was totally fine. Mexico was totally fine. And Honduras, she did have some concerns. She basically just said, stay by the water. Don't go deep into the land where the mosquitoes are. 
so that's kind of the advice that we took we wound up doing snorkeling and hopefully everything worked out okay I wore long clothes the whole time I was super hot but I think I avoided mosquito bites I think I only got bit by sand flies so uh, like yeah basically where I'm going with this is just not every destination is suitable for pregnant people right um, I just did want to ask a follow-up question just because I don't really know much about pregnancy. So you say it's best to travel in the second trimester. Like what exactly is the second trimester? So the second trimester, I believe starts at 12 to 13 weeks pregnant and it goes to about 28 weeks pregnant. I might be a little off by one or two weeks there, but basically the second trimester is where you're feeling your best pretty much mm. because First trimester, you're dealing with the morning sickness if you're dealing with that and just ver- a, a lot of exhaustion. So first trimester, and you're not showing yet in the first trimester. So mm-hmm. you can't get those cute bump pics, but second trimester, you're showing a little bit so you could take your bump pictures on the beach or wherever you are. You're feeling, your energy levels have sort of returned during your second trimester. So you have a little more energy to walk around and do things that normal people do. And third trimester is where it starts to get like things start to get more painful. And I'm not in my third trimester yet, but I could feel it coming because just even this last week, I've just been feeling a lot like heavier and mm. tired. So second trimester is definitely the best time to go for energy level wise and obviously to get your cute pictures. Okay, very good. Okay, so I guess we'll take out all the questions of why did you choose this cruise because you didn't really choose it for the baby moon. So how did you feel going into it? Let's say like the week leading up to it. What were the emotions? What were the thoughts? I was a little nervous because I had gone back to my OB and I saw a different doctor this time because they they do recommend that you see a different doctor every single time you go. So you, if you go into labor when your doctor isn't working, that the other doctors are familiar with your case so they can help you. So I had seen a different OB this time. And she kind of had a very different outlook on going on baby moons than my OB. But my OB was basically just like, have fun. Like, here's a couple of little precautions, but overall have fun. This OB was like, I hate baby moons. I hate cruises. I hate this. I hate... So I was like, oh my God. So mm. <laughs> it was a little overwhelming talking to her about a week before going on my cruise. I was like, it's a little late. So she had warned me about all these things and she just kept saying how she thought it was a bad idea. And wow. it was it was just kind of making me really nervous. And it is good to get opinions from other doctors, obviously, because, uh, I mean, n- nobody knows everything. But And I did take her considerations into consideration. And so she had recommended that I don't eat at the buffet because like just germs can spread through the food and everything. So I really tried to limit my time at the buffet. We mostly ate in the restaurant that was, it was the free restaurant that was included with our package. And we, we Mm -hmm. had a great time. So that, (laughs) sorry, told you I'm sick, but um, that worked out fine. And she also was saying to like sanitize the whole room every single time after the person came in, because you don't know what they're dragging from room to room with them. So I sanitized the room when we got there, but honestly, I forgot to do it the rest of the trip. So mm-hmm. maybe that's why I'm sick. I don't know, but I'm I'm fine. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it is something that she did bring up about just bringing like just Lysol wipes and just Lysoling the whole room down like at, after housekeeping come. She even told me just like don't have housekeeping come, but I don't know. 
uh, we did have them come. So I, I did take her things into consideration, but I definitely could have been better. But she definitely made me very nervous. And she gave me a whole sheet on mosquito protection, which I did take very seriously, the mosquito protection. I, when we were in Honduras, I, I doused myself in the mosquito stuff that was safe for pregnancy. I wore long sleeves and long pants and I was miserable, but I, I brought a cooling towel. I brought a little fan for myself because I it just was not worth the risk. Mm-hmm. So, but I, yeah, I was a little neurotic the week before the cruise had started just because of that. I was already a little nervous going into it because of the mosquito thing, but she just kind of heightened it because then it added on things to be nervous about, I guess, because I was not nervous about the buffet at first. I thought that was going to be fine. And then she was just saying all these things. And yeah, it was just the week before was a lot for me. I don't think, I think every, I mean, I can't speak for every pregnant woman, but I, I would like to think that every pregnant woman would have at least some anxiety before, just because it, it there is a lot to think about. And I think if you don't have any anxiety before going, then not to say you're not a good mom, but like, I think it's, you, you need to care for your baby and what's going on in there. Like you should have some anxiety going into mm-hmm. it. So yeah. I, I think I, I may have had a little more than the average person, but I do think it is normal to have anxiety going into it being pregnant. Right. Yeah. No, that totally makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So you're on the boat. You just got there. What are your first impressions? Did they kind of change from that week before anxiety? Like once you stepped on the boat or did it worsen or were you just like neutral? Like what were your thoughts like when you were actually like just got on it? My anxiety going onto the boat still kind of stayed that first day because we walked into the buffet and there were so many people. That first day was really hectic because you know how the first day of cruises are. It's just everyone's trying to explore everything and everyone has the same idea at the same time. So we get into the buffet and it's just every single person on that boat is in the buffet. And I was like, oh God, this was a bad idea. But as we went through the cruise I got more comfortable we kind of found our groove everyone else found their groove too (laughs) it was I think the first day was a little hectic for me just in a lot of ways because I was already so nervous about everything she had said and then I was realizing how crowded it was because Mm -hmm. everyone was doing the same thing everyone of course yeah everyone wanted to explore the same areas we were all do all had the same idea so I Mm -hmm. think that didn't help but I think as the cruise went on I got more comfortable okay so that's good. Um, so I was going to ask, like, did those impressions change as the days progressed or did it worsen? Or Yeah, no, they they definitely changed. I was, I think my anxiety went away almost entirely until we got to Honduras. And that's where I got anxious again because of the mosquito situation. Mm-hmm. But after that first day and just find ev- everyone finding where they needed to be and like the crowds kind of dispersed, then that's when I started feeling more comfortable and like, we could do this. This is, this is going to work. This is going to be fun. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's good. So it's kind of sounds like as the days went on, like once you were in it, you were kind of fine. Yeah. It was really just the first day, honestly. Okay. Which makes sense. Cause I feel like I even get anxious first day. Cause like you said, there's just, everybody has the same idea. So especially if you're a little bit like claustrophobic, it could, it's a lot. Yeah. We walked into the buffet and I just, I wanted to be the first person in the buffet to get the food. So I didn't have to worry about germs. And I think the entire ship got there before us. So I was just like, whoa. There's always going to be somebody there before you. Yeah. 
in this case, it was about 5,000 people there before me. Wow. But, (laughs) But, you know, we found we found what worked for us. We wound up going to the restaurant more than the buffet, mm-hmm. which did work for us. We kind of went to the buffet just for quick snacks. And when I did go to the buffet, I made sure to take food like all the way from the back that was like completely untouched. Mm-hmm. And like there was sanitizer everywhere. I would sanitize, wash my hands, just being very careful. And obviously I did get sick. I don't know if it was from the cruise. I don't know if it was from before the cruise or after the cruise, but I did everything I was supposed to do in that regard. So just be careful. So how was the food at the restaurant compared to the buffet? The food was really good. Obviously less choices, but the, the, the wait staff was excellent, especially with my husband who has celiac disease. They catered Mm. to him. Like he was like, hmm, I'm not sure what to get. And they're like, we'll bring you everything. And wow. they, they bring him like three entrees. It was insane. That's crazy. And they had spe- like special foods for him. They would make him special lunches before we went out on our excursions. They they made him like boxed lunches. Aww. So they really catered to him. So if you have That's allergies, right. 100% recommend. They went above and beyond for him. Uh, for me, it, it was still really good. Obviously, I don't have the same allergy issue, but every night the menu changed. So we it was always new options mm-hmm. for us. And the food was really, really good. It was like very good restaurant quality food and it was included in our package. That's really nice. So you had to order a separate package to go eat at the restaurant? No, it, it was included with like the with our room, basically. Oh, wow. Yes. That's really cool. Um. Okay, so... Day to day, how were you feeling? Like you said it got better, but did it depend on what you were doing or was it just like you as a person you were just coming to terms with like being okay with it or did it like depend on what you were doing? I mean, anxiety wise, it definitely depended on what we were doing because there were certain times where we were maybe sitting in the theater watching a show and I'd hear someone cough and I'd be like, oh my God, my baby, I'm, I'm going to die if they cough on me. So right. it, that was a little anxiety inducing sometimes but I mean that could happen anywhere just leaving your house and going food shopping that can happen Mm -hmm. so I don't know if that's necessarily trip anxiety or just baby anxiety but also yeah it was really situational because also just like I said before when we got to Honduras that's where it picked up again because I had to take all these precautions to make sure that I was keeping myself and the baby safe Mm -hmm. and I was pretty much a nervous wreck the entire time we were in Honduras, but I still had a ton of fun because mm-hmm. we were, once we got in the water, I was like, okay, we're good. A mosquito can't bite me. I did get stung by a jellyfish, but <laughs> really? Yes. But I feel like that always happens to you. I know. Luckily not in the mouth this time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. If, if you don't know that story, you could watch our first Bahamas episode to hear that story. I don't want to go through it again, but <laughs> because it's traumatic, I got stung yeah. on the leg this time. There was a lot of jellyfish, so it was kind of unavoidable. Wow. But I, but luckily that, as far as I know, does not affect the baby. I feel fine. The The bite cleared up like maybe 10 minutes after, or the sting rather. Yeah. So I think, I mean, I haven't gone to the doctor yet. I haven't told her, but I, I feel completely fine in that regard. Mm-hmm. So, But yeah, just little things like that, that would be nothing to a normal person that would just be like, Oh, I got stung by a jellyfish, whatever could be, could have so much weight on a pregnant person. And that's something I didn't even consider going into it. That it's just every little thing you have to think about. Right. 
So it is very scary. Okay. Mm. But yeah, I think my anxiety was more situational than just persistent throughout the whole time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, physically, I I felt really good the whole trip. That's good. I think taking breaks was really important. And I think the at-sea days we had were really helpful. We had, I believe, three at-sea days. And it made the world of a difference because it was just a, a break in between the ports. We had, mm. and I was able to, when we had the ports, I was able to go out and just have so much fun and then come back and chill. And then we usually have the next day to just completely chill and relax. So I think they were well spaced out and it just gave me a, a nice break from all the busyness. But the trip was a lot of walking, a lot of exercise and if you're maybe not in the best shape with your pregnancy, I don't think I'd recommend it. I think I'd only recommend it if you're feeling really good, everything's uncomplicated, and you're just just really having that second trimester glow, quote unquote, because it, it was a lot of energy expenditure. And even this week, I'm feeling a lot more down than I was uh, when we went on the cruise, just energy-wise. And just my body just feeling very heavy and painful. My ribs are starting to really hurt. My back's starting to really hurt. So I'm really glad we went when we did. I think, yeah, like I said before, timing's really important. Mm-hmm. And But it, it was a very, very physical trip. Right, yeah. So I guess that kind of like relates to my next question because you kind of answered it, but just a little bit more in depth. Like, do you think that you regret going on the trip would you encourage people to go on the same trip or do you have like other ideas that would be better for a baby moon I definitely don't regret going and I think it it was really good for us especially because I have had a more active pregnancy and I think whoever is in the same boat as me and feels like they're having a very active pregnancy and they're feeling good they could definitely consider something like this and for that reason I would not change it But Mm -hmm. I think if I was in a different place, I totally would. Like this week, I think if you told me we're leaving for that cruise today, I'd be like, "Mm, I don't know about that. So I would still, I'd still go, but I don't think I'd have the same experience. I think you're also sick. So I don't know if that relates to also like how you're feeling. I no, I think sickness aside, it's just, I'm starting to feel more pregnant just am I I'm getting a lot bigger and heavier and things are starting to hurt a lot more things are just really starting to pick up now so are you almost at the third trimester are you still like in the middle yeah so I'm 24 weeks now and third trimester is 28 okay so they actually cut you off for cruises at 24 weeks you have to be finished with your you you can't be beyond 24 weeks by the end of your cruise Mm. so and it makes sense because I've noticed just entering my 24th week, I am feeling a lot different. And at 24 weeks is when your baby becomes quote unquote viable outside of your womb. So if you have a baby, like if I were to give birth right now, they would do everything they can to save her. As mm-hmm. opposed to two weeks ago, they'd say there's nothing we can do. She's too small. She can't uh-huh. live outside. So now she's able to live outside my body. So wow. at this point, that's crazy she's a baby yeah so it's you can't go on a cruise like that if there's an emergency they they don't have the resources to deal with a premature baby yeah that's a lot yeah so things are starting to change and pick up and like I I have a 
I mean, not to say that I didn't have a real baby inside me before, but like now I have like a real baby. Like she's yeah. live, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it's just really important to just know that going into it. And I, I really think it just comes down to what kind of pregnancy you're having. Because mm-hmm. if I felt like this my whole second trimester, I would have probably just maybe just did one destination or or even just not gotten off the boat, just take really taking my time, just maybe like just chill on the beach, something really, really chill. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely think it depends what kind of pregnancy you're having. And unfortunately, you probably wouldn't know that until it's too late. But I think my best advice is to have your baby moon earlier into your second trimester rather than later. So that way chances are you're feeling a little better, or I wouldn't say so early into your second trimester that you're, you're still dealing with the morning sickness. Maybe like, I think where I did, it was really good. Like 21, 22 weeks. Okay. I think that was really good for me. And obviously everyone will have a different experience, but I think that's kind of a sweet spot. Mm. So are you allowed to like, do those rules change if you wanted to do international travel? I believe it's a cruise line policy. So, okay. So like, let's say hypothetically, I wanted to go to like Spain for my baby moon. Um, could I still do that after the 24th week? Like it doesn't matter. If you're not going on a cruise. Yes. But airlines have their own policies as well. Although they are a lot less strict. I know domestically you could basically fly up to your due date or Mm -hmm. a week, like a week before your due date, I believe Mm -hmm. international. It is a little more strict. I do think there is a stricter cutoff date. But it's not as strict as cruises because you're obviously not in the middle of the ocean for several days where there's no medical care. Right. uh, Like a flight is a lot quicker. Right. But international, there are rules and it is, there is a cutoff. I don't know what the cutoff is, but I know domestically it's a lot easier. You could pretty much fly up onto your due date. Okay. Yeah. That that's good. Um, good information because yeah. I know if I was ever going to have a baby moon I just I don't know why but something just like telling me like Maui like a resort in Maui and I don't think that's technically international it's still domestic right so that's domestic my due date. I just think that would be a lot flight wise really yes I, I mean speaking how my body feels I would not want to be on that flight really okay. yeah something so that's just something to think about I would maybe consider Caribbean instead of that Mm. okay yeah I mean obviously if like nobody could stop you booking Maui especially because it it would it's domestic so really almost anytime you want to go you could but Mm. I just don't think it's the best idea just because of how much pain you're gonna be in you're right okay that's good advice now that I'm thinking about it maybe it makes more sense to just do domestic like Miami and just do like a resort there or something yeah I mean, I know yeah, you hate right. Miami, so I don't know why you do. <laughs> no, you know what? I hate Miami, like downtown Miami, but I feel like they might have some really nice like resorts, like all inclusive. Like if you get like really nice one, I feel like I might actually like it. Definitely. Yeah, I definitely think if you, number one, if you don't know how your pregnancy is going to be, and number two, if you are, if it involves something so involved like like a long flight or mm. something like that then yeah, right. I would really advise against it and I would I would say probably go with like the Caribbean or just down south somewhere where you could just it's not so much of a commitment 
that's good advice. I know my friend did a baby moon to St. Lucia, but she like 100% um, regrets it. Really? Did she say why? She just said that it just wasn't as nice as like you thought it was going to be. So she went there and she was just like, it was okay. And she said that the resort they stayed on, like, I think they ran out of food at the buffet or something. Oh my and God. she was like, I'm a paying customer. Like, this is why I paid all this money. And you don't have food? Like, or something like they didn't have a reservation or something like that. Like she couldn't eat for, some, for whatever reason they told her no. And, and she she's pregnant. Pissed. That's terrible exactly so yeah. she was she was just like never again like would I do that mm-hmm. so I would not recommend St. Lucia but it sounds like maybe a cruise would be good for people uh-huh I mean I don't know if it's all of St. Lucia or if it's just that particular resort she was staying at but I mean yeah definitely research your destination and research the accommodations that you're going to be getting because the Mm. cruise was great that whenever I felt like I was hungry and I needed something it was right there for me and that was so so helpful because I needed stuff a lot I needed to eat a lot to keep myself going and Mm. there was always food there for me like I never had to really search too far that's really good because I feel like the cruises we went to they do have like limits of when you can eat so this one didn't have a limit every time I went there was food that's really good. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so it sounds like you would recommend a baby moon to expecting mothers. I would definitely recommend it within limits. Obviously, like I said before, there's a lot to consider. I would not recommend every single destination. Even I, I don't know if I'd specifically even recommend these specific destinations I went to because Mm. it wouldn't work for everybody. There was a lot of anxiety involved in it. Like I said, this was planned pre-pregnancy. So I was able to make it work for me, but it would definitely not work for everybody. So I definitely don't want people sitting there saying like, oh, Julia did Honduras. So that means I can. I think it's, it's, it was, it's very situational. And I really should not have even done that. Right. But I mean, do you know of any good, good destinations? Like when you were, I mean, I I guess you didn't really do research, but I mean, I don't know. Do you, have you heard of any good places that a lot of people go to? I mean, from speaking to my OB, she said the Bahamas is safe. She said, I told her about Mexico. She said Mexico is safe. I have done some research on Mexico and there are parts of Mexico that do have malaria and other things Mm. to worry about. But specifically where I was, it was good. So I think a lot of the Caribbean does have things like viruses that you need to worry about, though. So that's that is a big concern, like mosquito borne viruses, not what I have. This is just like the common cold. But I'm talking about like serious mosquito borne viruses. So I I believe St. Lucia is actually okay. I think I looked at that briefly and I I do think that. But obviously, don't book a trip to St. Lucia if you're not 100 percent sure. Don't take my word for it. Take the doctor's word for it. I do know just from my baby groups that some people have gone to the Dominican Republic, which does have some mosquito-borne viruses, Mm. but their OB said it was okay. So I think bottom line is just talk to your OB because some places that the online will say absolutely not, your OB was like, nope, sounds good, have fun. And then there's other places that you may think are okay and your OB will say that's a terrible idea. Mm -hmm. So I think... those are destinations I've heard of people going to or that I've been to myself but I personally think just talk to your OB see what they recommend see where you are in your pregnancy if you're high risk maybe you shouldn't be traveling at all Mm -hmm. I'm I'm lucky that I'm not high risk but of course it things happen so Mm -hmm. uh, cruise lines will not allow you if you're high risk 
although my cruise line did not check. Mm-hmm. I, did, I did bring a note that said I was not high risk. I brought a note that said when I was due. So that way there would be no questions asked about my eligibility to go. But they wound up not asking for it because I guess I wasn't showing that I was pregnant enough and they didn't want to be rude. Mm-hmm. So, But I think, yeah, moral of the story is check with your OB before you plan anything. Even mm-hmm. if you think it's a good de- destination, even if Google says it's a good destination, it it, me- it might be, it might not be. But right. only, your, only your doctor could tell you that. Mm. And uh, my last question is, um, looking back, is there anything you would do differently or change or maybe like a different mindset you would have going into it? Or do you think you do everything exactly the same? Um, I think I would do everything the same. You know, I think I handled the trip very well. And mm-hmm. I think I came into it pretty prepared for myself. I, I really did try to have things that would to accommodate for myself. I think the being on the cruise really helped because it had given me all the comforts that I needed. I could go back to the room at any time if I wasn't feeling well. I had mm-hmm. food there at any time if I needed food to or or a drink to just pick me up. Not mm-hmm. not an alcoholic drink, obviously water. But mm-hmm. I, I always had what I needed right there. And I think that was really helpful for me. I definitely would not do that differently. Mm. And I think I took the steps to prepare myself to be comfortable. Even when we were on land, I brought a lot of sunscreen so that because sunburn is very important to avoid when you're pregnant, it could cause dehydration and dehydration can cause preterm birth. Mm. So that's really, really important. I see Katie's drinking her water now. I scared her into it. (laughs) I think I took all the steps to prepare for that. I took the steps to prepare for overheating. I I had uh, cooling towels with me and little portable fans, which did really help. Mm. My mother-in-law recommended bringing uh, an umbrella for the shade, which I unfortunately did forget. But I think that would have been a really good idea as well, just when I'm hot, just to, I'd probably look like an idiot. But I think it is a really good idea because the sun is just so strong, especially in the part of the world where I am or I was. So you need to take those extra precautions to make sure that you're being safe. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I think I did a really good job with that. I don't think I would change anything. No. Right. Okay, good. Awesome. Um, do you have anything else that you want to add? Because I'm all done with my questions. No, I don't think I have anything else to add pregnancy cruise wise. Uh, if you ever wanted to talk about the boat, obviously we could have another separate episode on that. Mm. because there I do have a lot to say about the boat as well and I know we're definitely going to be having our episode on the destinations themselves so the Bahamas again but this was a different Bahamas experience which I will get into mm-hmm. and Mexico and Honduras which we've never had an episode on so that'll be really interesting yeah. so that that's definitely coming up if, but if yeah if you ever wanted to talk about the boat as well I I have a lot to say about that and just the this embassy experience as opposed okay. to our previous MSC experience and why can't I say that MSC experience? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and how it compares to Royal Caribbean. We could also talk about that one day, mm. but yeah, I do have a lot more to say, but I guess we could hold that off till another episode. Yeah. I'm definitely excited to hear more in depth about the places that you visited, but I think this episode was really good just because I feel like a lot of people can like relate to what you're going through and still wanting to travel while being pregnant. So this is like some pretty good advice for them. Yeah. And I had a hard time finding resources about traveling while pregnant. 
on mm-hmm. wine because when I was going through my, all my anxiety about it, I was really looking for that comfort, which I, I just wasn't finding online as much. So mm-hmm. I think this will be a really good resource for people just looking for uh, just advice. Like, can I do this? Is it feasible? Right. So it's like you kind of are showing that it is feasible. It definitely. It definitely is. Yeah. Within so, limits, of within course. Within limits, of course. Yes. Yeah. Because you want to be smart about it as well. Yeah, that's the main thing. Just be just be mindful the whole time and you'll have fun. Right. Good. Right. But yes. All right. There is one thing I wanted to say, actually, which is more boat specific than it has nothing to do with the baby moon. But I did want to tell you it. Mm-hmm. because I, I mentioned it to you before we started recording the episode that you'll really like this. Mm. And I nobody else will care, but you'll really like this. And it is specific to the boat, but I just don't want to wait till the boat episode if we ever even do that. Mm-hmm. So you would have loved this cruise, Katie. Why? Because everything was Michael Jackson. Whoa. Yeah. I didn't expect that. Wait, why was everything like this? I don't sense. know. It made no sense. They had Michael Jackson trivia. Michael Jackson named that tune. Michael Jackson. They had a Michael Jackson show, which got like totally sold out. I didn't even get to see it because Julia, this is a sign right now yeah this is a sign it was like the michael jackson cruise and there was like a guy okay. walking around dressed as michael jackson <laughs> why am i getting emotional <laughs> and oh then like God, beautiful just over the speakers they i would hear them playing like billy jean <laughs> i was like katie needs to be here <laughs> i was there through spirit <laughs> yeah oh my god i'm gonna cry yeah, oh it was just God. like the Katie Cruise without Katie. <laughs> That's, I've never heard of such a thing. I feel like nobody cares about him anymore. No, they cared about him so much, like almost oh too God. much. I was like, we could <laughs> have a break. To an excessive degree. <laughs> yeah. And apparently that Michael Jackson show is like a really big thing on this cruise. And people were, people were talking about it. And uh, Donato, my husband, was uh, talking to this couple who's part of the Yacht Club and which is like the exclusive msc club apparently i i don't know too much about it but they go on a lot of cruises and they were saying that the michael jackson show is like this like coveted thing that like you have to go to oh and yeah we we couldn't make it because our dinner ran a little long and the first two shows sold out the third wow. show we got into but our dinner ran long so we missed it but i heard it was so good oh my gosh yeah that just makes everything amazing i have to go on this cruise. <laughs> i know that changes everything it changes everything oh my god yeah yeah like I said this has like no effect on anyone planning a baby moon but it might for you (laughs) oh my god no because I always say that like if I hear anything Michael Jackson or anything Michael Jackson related like it's just a sign from God yeah it's gonna be good it's good (laughs) yeah when I when I saw the uh Michael Jackson name that tune on the schedule bro I would have gotten like, like every single thing no I couldn't even do that Julia because yeah. I think if I got one thing wrong you'd get too it. serious you hear yeah me. I, w- I would get way too serious yeah because I got way too serious but I don't forget the lyrics so can you imagine if it was Michael Jackson yeah and I claim to be his biggest fan ever no. and it was more like a casual thing like you would have liked it it was like the the piece of paper and you just write down what what song you think oh, it good. is so yeah, it's I not- don't it's, yeah. it's the going up for me that causes anxiety. Yeah, you didn't have to go up. Like at the end, you just raise your hand, like how many you got right. I would have gotten it right, but I would have yeah. had so much anxiety. Like it wouldn't have been so funny. I feel like honestly, though, this, this cruise might not be healthy for me. Yeah, I don't think it would have been. 
Because I get too, like, I just love him. You'd just be running around from one Michael Jackson event to the other, just getting totally stressed. And you'd be like, come on, Katie, we're in Mexico. And I'm like, name that tune over here. I can't do it. Name it that tune's at six. I have to study. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, that's, wow. I did. I, I thought you were going to say something about like, that now you like windows in a room. Well, we did have a window in our room, actually. It's funny you bring that up because I wanted to mention that and I forgot to put it on my list. I, I think that I, at first I kind of thought it might have been a waste to get the window room before seeing the room. But now having seen the room, it, it was even it was bigger, too. So we got the window and the extra space and it was just really yeah. nice. We didn't feel I think it was good for a seven day cruise because we didn't feel so confined. We were able to look out the window. We had mm. the extra space to spread out. We didn't feel like we were right on top of each other. And the room was just kind of more like updated because we got one of the deluxe rooms, quote unquote. So are you pro spending a little bit more money on a nice room now or no? I think I am within limits because if it's a two-day cruise, I'm going to be like, why am I paying for this super upgraded room just to... I mean, I feel like I'm the same way too. Like, I'm not going to spend a million more dollars, but like, if it's like maybe a hundred dollar difference, I usually take it. That's what this was. It was about a hundred dollar difference per person. There we go. And funny, this comes up because I actually wrote an article about the room recently. So if you want to know everything about the room, I laid out all, everything about the room, like literally how many outlets are in the room. So if you're staying in, in... one of these uh the deluxe ocean view cabins on the msc seaside and you want to just get a feel for it before you go or if you're thinking of booking that room and you want to know what it's like you could check out my blog i I just posted it a few days ago actually so Mm. you want to check out what the room is like sounds like a very interesting cruise i can't wait to hear more about it next time yeah yeah i'm not sure what we'll do next time whether we'll do an episode about the boat or an episode about the destinations obviously we'll keep you guys updated there's definitely an episode about the destinations coming though the boat we'll see but yes but destinations we definitely need to talk about that yes yes all right are you ready for a trivia yeah i am So you probably haven't even heard of this movie, but it was pretty popular because that's when I when I saw the answer, I was like, oh, my God, I got to do it because I know this movie and I did not realize that it started Baby Moons. I think you're Um, a lot better with this pop culture stuff than I am. I'm not great with movies. I'm not great with songs. So, yeah, say the question again. I'll think I may not even guess because I don't know. But yeah. (laughs) So in what movie did the term Baby Moon become popular? Okay. I really have no idea. I I don't think I can even throw out a guess because I just... give you a hint? Sure. It came out in 2007. 2007, really? Mm Mm-hmm. So Baby Moon is a fairly new-ish term then. Because I was thinking in my head... Oh, yeah, it's super new. Okay, because in my head I was thinking... I thought it was even newer, honestly. Really? Yeah, I didn't realize it was even that far, like 2007. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. I was thinking older in my head, Okay. But I think honestly through, like, I feel like it's been a thing since 2007 or maybe even before then, but this really popularized the term baby moon. And I think through social media, it's just like more and more people are doing it because more and more like women are like looking at other pregnant women who did it. Mm. So I have no idea what movie my head keeps jumping towards one of those almost like rom-com type movies. Yes, you're right. Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. With like Adam Sandler. That's just kind of where my head is. Jumping. Not Adam Sandler. I think another Jew. And, uh, are there any other he's not really Jews? known for being Jewish though but he is he's, happens to be Jewish is Will Ferrell Jewish oh is he 
because I feel like he's in a lot of those kind of movies. No. But it's obviously not him if you. No. Have you ever seen uh, Grey's Anatomy? Yes. Okay, so a character from that is in it. Uh, Patrick Dempsey? No. Is that his name? It yes, is, right? Is. Yeah. yeah. So you know more than you think, you know. Ah, Grey's Anatomy. Was he like a big character in Grey's Anatomy? Is it even a he? No, it's a woman. The, it's a woman. Okay, the man is a Jewish comedian. Okay. He's not really known for being Jewish. I don't and know a lot of from Grey's Anatomy. But don't think, okay, don't think Jewish because you're not going to get it if I just say Jewish. Okay, so one person from Grey's Anatomy, the other one is a Jewish comedian. Yes. I don't He's think- a little it... bit raunchy. Uh, Seth Rogen. Yes. Okay. Good job. And, uh, and the other one's a woman. Woman from Grey's Anatomy. popular for rom-coms. Really popular. Oh, what's her name? Yes. Shoot. Yeah, you know her. Addison Montgomery. No, no, no. no. She's even she, more popular for rom-coms. She, she, rom-com she was in a rom-com I saw the other day. That's why I bring her up. No, uh, this one is in like a million rom-coms. Oh. That's like what she does besides Grey's Anatomy. Really? She's, I think she won an Emmy. No, she won an Emmy for Grey's Anatomy. But she's in like a million rom-coms. Yeah. Oh, that's really funny. funny. That's funny. Oh, what's her name? Blonde Blonde. Yes. Yes. Uh, Catherine mm-hmm. something with yes. an H. Yes. Yes. Okay. I don't know what movie. For them two together. I don't know. You don't know the movie? I've never seen it. No. Okay. So you were close. <laughs> so the movie is <laughs> After called. After a lot of Knock- hits. The movie is called <laughs> Knocked Up. Okay. I. So that's where she gets pregnant accidentally with this guy who she's like not into at all, which is Seth Rogen. And so I guess to make herself feel better, she goes on a baby moon. Because probably they like never got married. So it's like, we can't go on a honeymoon. So we're going to go on a baby moon. So yeah. they popularized the term and people saw what they did in that movie. And they also wanted to do it, but like in their own lives. So were baby moons just not a thing before that? Honestly, I don't think so. Because really? I feel like a lot of women, especially back in the day, were like scared when they were pregnant. Like we can't do anything. But yeah. I think as it's becoming like more and more people are doing it and like just being informed and like, not having as much like self-limiting beliefs I feel like people are traveling a little bit more it's exactly that yeah just being informed I think that's the biggest thing like not being like overly like you know yeah because it is really scary but I don't want to live my life just cooped up in my apartment waiting for this baby to come you know I feel like that's how most modern women feel yeah because I feel like more traditional it's like well I have a baby we're done now with everything I feel like modern women are like no like we could still do it within reason yeah I don't want to, I mean, I know I say this now, but I, I really don't want to give up my life. I mean, not to be mean to the baby, but I don't want to give up my life for the baby. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm trying to say, but not in a mean way. I guess I, I don't want to, I want my baby to be part of what my life is rather than giving but I up feel my like life. If your daughter like looks back and like you told her that, I feel like she'd almost like respect you and appreciate you. And then she would live that life. Like, would it be better if your parents are like, we give up everything for you and we hated our lives because you came? Or would it be more like, no, like I still live my life and I enjoyed my life. Like you were just a part of the journey and like we loved having you. Like you were just a yeah. beautiful addition. I feel like that's include better. Yeah. yeah. There's a better mindset to have, I think. Thank you. It's like healthier for the for the kid. Yeah, I think so too. Yes, I'll I'll cause I'll be happier. So then in turn exactly. I'll be happier. Yeah. And she won't know any different. Like, it's not, she's going to be like, why aren't you giving up everything for me? It's just going to yeah, right. be like, this is how it is. Like, <laughs> mommy, daddy do their thing. I just kind of come along. Yeah. And if she, she could join in on our thing. I mean. Oh, she wants yeah. to. She's going to be behaved. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'd I love to continue living how I do now and like traveling the world and having new experiences and just bringing her with us and allowing her to have that too. You know? Yeah. I think that'll be such a fun childhood for her. 
Mm-hmm. For sure. But yeah, Knocked Up. Knocked Up. <laughs> I have to rewatch that movie because I saw it when I was little, but it was like so raunchy. When you were little? Like, yeah. Like nine. But I, I only watched like bits and pieces. I Your parents let you do <laughs> that? Um, I mean. My parents didn't even let me watch Fairly Odd Parents. Which, by the way, we do have to watch an episode one day. I don't know if I can. I still feel really bad about it. She just came in at a bad scene, I think. I think it was I... out of context. Because Fairly Odd Parents is so innocent. <laughs> yeah, she said it's because they're disrespect because she's disrespectful to the mom or something. And she doesn't want me being disrespectful to her. So then I can't watch a show where they're disrespectful to the mom. Or something like that. Were they ever disrespectful to the mom? Probably no. not. Yeah. No, mom was very nice. Everyone was very nice. Yeah, so I, I think she just came in at a bad time. I think like Vicky was yelling at someone at, when she walked Vicky's in. Vicky's the babysitter. Yeah, she's yeah, mad. yeah. And I think that's when my mom walked in. Like maybe Vicky was yelling at the mom. And my... No, she would. Vicky would be like super nice in front of the parents and be like, "Then what was okay, my mom doing?" Turner. And then she would like turn around to Timmy and be like, "All right, Brett." Like that was kind of like what she did. Then what was my mom saying? Maybe my mom thought Vicky was the mom. And she saw Timmy being disrespectful to Vicky. But Timmy wasn't then... ever disrespectful to her. She see, I wouldn't know because I never got to see it. You got to watch it. I think, yeah. she, I think we all need to just sit down one day and really come into it with an open mind. And I think it's very therapeutic for everybody. Involved. Yeah, I think we need my mom there too. We just all need to heal. <laughs> I don't know why I'm going to be a part of it, but I just really like that show. Well, you'll be like the mediator. Yes. I'll be like, yeah. no, no, see what's going to happen. Let's let's give it a chance. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just be crying the whole time because I'll be like, this is wrong. This is so wrong. Um. All right. On that note. Okay. So I think that's all for today. Let me start my spiel, I guess, which I need to find in my notebook. I spilt water on my notebook before, so it's all messy right now. Okay. If you want to find us online, you could find us. Ugh, if you want to find us online, sorry, I'm like choking on mucus. You could find us at www.runwaysandbyways.com. <laughs> you could sign up for the budget travel planner and newsletter by just giving us your name and email address, and that will also sign you up for the podcast notifications. We also have travel planning services like Choose My Destination, travel recommendations, and travel advice, which we could help you out with. If you want to find us on social media, you could find us on. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Pinterest, and Threads, all at Runways and Byways, or on Twitter at Runways and Byways. And for podcast availability, which you may already know because you are listening to us, you could find us on Spotify and Spotify for Podcasters, which is also called Anchor. You could find us on Apple, YouTube, and Google Podcasts. So I think that is all for today. Thank you guys so much for joining us. And there will be more to this. Like I said before, we're going to be talking about the destinations that I went to for my baby moon, but more in a destination perspective than a baby moon perspective. So if you're looking forward to that, that'll be coming up soon. Like I said before, we will also be having the Europe episode that we keep teasing you with and then never doing. It's coming. So we'll be doing that within the next few episodes. <laughs> and anything you have to throw in there, Katie? I'm excited to continue to do all of it. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you for joining us and we will see you next time on the next episode of the Runways and Byways Travel Podcast. Bye, everybody. Bye. Whether your plane is taking off from the runway or you're driving down a byway, we'll be your guides through it all.